This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys. Hello, everyone. Hello. How you doing? Have you touched your have you touched your toes? Have you bent your knees? Mm. Have you had enough water today? Have you eaten something green? Ooh, baby. She's got energy. Pump. Bump, bump. Energy. I'm so excited. Everybody, welcome to Adulting. I'm Michelle Toe. That is Jordan Carlos. You know who it is. You know what it do. So, Michelle, let's check yes. in today. Why do you have so much energy? What's going on? Where's it coming from? I'm excited about our guests, yeah. to be honest. I'm excited about our guests, but I'm also excited because it feels like I have a small win. <laughs> it feels like I have a small win because all the bills are paid. Okay. Um, the dishwasher is empty. Go. The clothes are folding. Uh-huh. Um, the kid's hair is combed. Uh-uh. Uh, only thing I got to <laughs> do is get a pedicure. You know what I'm saying? And I'm oh, going to yeah. get a upgraded pedicure. I'm going to get like a 10-minute massage. I'm going to tie your toes. We never pay our feet enough attention, okay? <laughs> and they hold it all together. They really do. I actually was saying that about my feet today. I was like, my feet have had me my whole life. That's right. Yeah, I was walking around the airport with very heavy bags and I was just like, feet, you got me? And feet were like, I got you. Um, but yes, that's oh so weird God. that you <laughs> say that. Did you really have this conversation? I literally had this conversation with my dedos, with my feet. Um, with my pied, <laughs> like, and I was like, God. "I was." That's so weird that you say that. I, however, have never gotten, I've never gotten a pedicure. <gasps> you know how I battle with self worth all the time, and I'm like, "You don't deserve crap, and your toes deserve less." But you're starting to use products on your face now, bruh. I know, I know. <laughs> my face knows. Um. So what do I do? I mean, mm-hmm. walk me through it. Hold my hand. You go in. Hold my feet. You say, I'd like a pedicure. Okay. They'll try to upsell you now. All right. It's like Jiffy Lube. They try to upsell you. <laughs> and it's like, no, I want the basic of the basic. And, you know, you can sit in this chair and, like, put mm-hmm. a little massage on. I don't like to do it because I feel like a jackhammer. I'm like, it's too much, right? It's too much. But a nice little massage on your feet is wonderful because... If you look at TV shows, you read magazines, you know, like even the morning TV shows are just like, you got to work on your belly. This is how you get your abs fab. This is how you get your arms strong. This is how you get rid of like whatever we're supposed to get rid of. But we never like celebrate and take care of certain body parts, right? Mm -mm. They're just supposed to look good. We don't give a shit about how they feel. So -hmm. there's nothing wrong with going and getting a pedicure and a nice little massage. I love Because we're that. on our feet all the time. Yeah. All the time. Even if you're not on your feet. Like, look, I don't know your journey. I don't mm-hmm. know how you live. You know, I don't uh, know how differently abled everybody is. Mm-hmm. But whatever that area is for you on your body, yeah. go get it touched. I know that sounds crazy. Don't take it out of context. What I'm trying to say is. I already have. 
but I, oh, I appreciate it. No, 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 no. I mean, listen. Look, I'm not trying to have a David Cho moment now. <laughs> no, we ain't doing I'm not that. Trying to, I'm responsible we, with my words now. I know what I mean now. Fastidious with the words. Yo, I, I feel I feel it's like this. I feel like there mm-hmm. are some parts of your body, you got your show ponies and you got your workhorses. You know what I'm saying? So if it's like your hair, you're going to do your hair. You're going to you're gonna make sure that the face is all set. But yeah, my feet, my legs, my back. I never take care of those things, you know? Oh like, my God. I know... I'm due for a massage when it's about time to change the air filters in my fridge. You know, oh like... Oh, my God. Do you do that? Do you change the air filters in your fridge? No, yeah! I think husband does oh, you that. Were about it. You were I think husband... About it. Yeah, I think that's his thing. What I do is um, I still have like a little open box of uh, baking soda in the fridge. Yes. And so I change that one out. We have our, we have our own little things that we do. But I was like, is that on my list? No, it's on his list. Um, yeah. I get a massage every week. You get a massage every week? Yeah, sometimes twice a week. Twice a but week? But I'm going to be honest now. These tits are heavy. <laughs> these tits be titting, you know? Let me ask you Between the tits and the patriarchy, oh, oh. you got to rub it out. Again, don't take it out of context. <laughs> Again, why are you leading people down the path, though, and then telling them not? I am to, not. Like, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, really you gotta not. you got to stroke it out. But listen to me. I'm just oh, trying Lord. to keep it even keeled and above the board. All right? <laughs> Let me... <laughs> But have a happy ending when you massage. Thank you, Green Mile. What the fuck? <laughs> That's my Colonel Sanders. Have you heard about that thing where it's like there's a bone spur growing in some people's necks because they're holding the phone? Like they're just looking down at the phone all the time? I think I have it. No, not you. I think I have it. <laughs> no, <not> you. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm the girl in The Last of Us. No. You've been bitten? Oh, no. Will you save humanity? <laughs> Listen, I want to massage twice a week like that. How do you manage the time to do that? That's what I'm saying. I put myself first. I do everything for everybody all the time. And I'm not just even talking about the peripheral family. I'm not even talking about husband, kids, dogs. You know, I do a lot for everybody, especially when you're a performer. And it is my joy and my paycheck to make people happy. Right. It does sometimes feel like an emotional osteoporosis. So I need to take Black the Nights. And do a little Take bit for me. I know, like, a lot of people are like, and I'm, you know, working out and stuff. I'm just trying to, like, be on the health game. You know, I've never worked out to be thin. I saw you, Miss Wellness. Yeah. <laughs> you were out there, oh my gosh, with yams, with Yamanika Saunders. Oh, Yamanika Saunders, yeah. I think there's a lot of out shape people who are uh, nervous and anxious to get going again. Find a friend. Okay. Buy a new outfit. You'll feel five times more confident. Just like there's a rumor that women aren't funny, there is also there's a rumor that big people uh, aren't healthy um, or work out. And guess what? We do. This is just what our body does. This is how we look. We're all meant to be different. So yeah, man, celebrate celebrate yourself. Go find this on IG because there's this great video of Michelle and oh, Yamanika God. having the most buck wild workout I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I was like, what? <laughs> what is the workout of the day there? What's that wad y'all are trying to do? I mean, you're doing like explosive power with the with a barbell. Yeah. She's we're just doing like, she's twerking with with dumbbells. What's up? It's a full body workout. It's body sculpting, right? Our trainer is amazing. And I think her IG is at body sculpt. But also workouts can be fun. It doesn't... Yes. We're not training to be G.I. Jane. We're just out here. You know what I mean? So if the spirit moves you and you feel like doing a little twerk, then then you must. And yes. we did do that twerk on um, Earth Day. So I was definitely like, these are some homegrown, locally sourced biscuits. 
and enjoy them because they tasty as fuck. You better celebrate yourself. Speaking of celebrating yourself, oh my goodness, our guest mm. for this episode Icon. is a walking, talking, iconic celebration yes. of power and magic. Okay. Woo. The resume. She's mm-hmm. an actress, a mm. model, mm. an advocate. Do it. Okay. She's in pose. Yes. Among other things. Yes. She everywhere. Oh my God. The, the catwalk at the BET Awards. I, I just, let me just stop. Mm. She out here. And now she here. Oh, so excited. You guys, we have Dominique Jackson. Dominique Jackson. Lord Jesus. Oh my goodness. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We are a little nervous. Of what? You, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I have to admit, because Michelle was like, have you read the information about Dominique? Do you know? And I was like, actually, I already got to interview her once before. So I've gone through the nerves. It's all good. I love when like people that you really love and admire, the peripheral circles all like sort of meet each other sometimes. So I'm like, I can't believe y'all even met. Yeah. Yes. And yes, we were talking about the Lesbian Bar Project. Yes. And safe spaces for queer folks to uh, to get yes. drunk in, in New York City. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. The Lesbian Bar Project. That was amazing. I have really got to meet and get to use my voice a lot of times for some really amazing stuff. That was so great. And we did get that interview. Oh, that's so cool. We talked about going out and having fun. That's what it was. <laughs> I was like, what was your sketch? Right. I don't know about you, but the more um, vintage I become, the earlier I go out. I used to go out at like, uh, no one went out until like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. I remember that in New York City. Yeah. And even then, because I know you're Caribbean. My parents are from Jamaica and Haiti. So when you go to like a Caribbean party, the doors open at 10 or 11, but people ain't really coming out and dancing until like 1 a.m. Well, for the girls like myself, mm-hmm. right, it was uh, women who identify such as I, it was more of a safety issue in our heads, which is kind of crazy because most people would think that you're safe by the light of day. Mm. But for us, you were safe by the darkness of night. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were safe in one aspect, but you were murdered and put away in another. Yeah. And so... um. Once I came to New York and I worked, I had a job in Baltimore, was going to Morgan State. And once I was attacked on campus and realized that I had no safe space, Hmm. there was no room for education. Then I, you know, came to New York and I I saw a community of people that lived happily. And when I got into it, it was okay. We're getting up at four or five o'clock in the afternoon. We're getting ourselves together. We're going out. Because the men are getting off work at a certain time. Mm. Our people have more space at night because most of the people that would harm us are going to work during the day. Mm. So while the rest of the world slept, we were able to be up and live ourselves. So I know, yeah, parties don't start too late, but there was a lot more to it. There's more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's more baked in the cake. Yeah. Was it difficult to adjust to the nocturnal schedule? Are you like... Are you a morning person? Are you are you a night person? Like, what kind of person are you these days? These days, I'm just a person. <laughs> right. yeah, love, love. These days, I am just a person. Really, my fight 
It's for my community. Mm -hmm. And for those people, women, Black women, immigrants, trans women, trans women of color, Mm -hmm. my fight is so that they know that you don't just get to a certain point and disappear. Mm. That you don't just blend in because the idea was not to blend in. The idea is to be seen and respected. Mm. And so if I get up and I decide to work during the day, I should be able to work during the day. If I work at night, then, yes. you know, th- this is how the world is is really set up. The way that my grandmother worked, um, she was working at night also. Uh, she ran elections. She was the registration officer for the office in Tobago. Huh. Yeah. So when she worked, there were times where she would work till two, three in the morning. Right. Yeah. So when I came to the U.S., this is kind of funny. And I saw that atmosphere where it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm waiting to get off the clock. I I had to adjust to that also because working with my grandmother from a very young age, it was never about I have to be at work at eight o'clock and leave at five. It was Mm -hmm. I have to be at work because I need to get this done. And Mm -hmm. this is my job. Right. So for me, I don't have a it's a day or a night situation it's a when the job needs to get done it gets done and sleep comes when it's afforded yeah i mean that's that's how you're really gonna win because that is such a Uh like a workhorse mentality but also like do what you Uh love and like you know use the time wisely and i remember I have this show coming out on Netflix called Survival of the Thickest. And I wrote a part for you because I'm like, she is amazing. She's boss. She's fierce. Let's do it. You know what I mean? It's like, I finally have the opportunity to work with people that I love and look up to. And when casting told me that you would consider it, I said, oh my God, I feel like a size 16. Let's go shopping. (laughs) I'm an 18. And then they said that, oh, it's your grandmother's birthday coming up and you have to go home for your grandma's birthday. Mm. I said, of course, because my character was named after my grandma in Jamaica, Mavis. She's no longer with us, but she's always with us. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know about other people, but I do believe in God. Mm -hmm. And this has bothered me for the longest that I was not able to do Survival of the Thickest. Oh. My fiance and I, it was a decision that we were back and forth. Mm for days and I was going to people literally and asking for advice on what to do because to me actors don't get opportunities like that especially black trans actors you know and so for me it was like Michelle saw me she she loved me and now I'm gonna disappoint her and there were tears there was everything but here's the thing my grandmother turned 95 wow and uh, they decided to have her birthday in Tobago. Mm-hmm. I had not been back to the island for 32 years. Wow. And everyone was going. And I had not faced a lot of my past. When I left my island, I ran because I felt that no one would help me. Mm-hmm. And so for 32 years, I was like, I'm never going back. Mm-hmm. And so now I had to make that decision. Yeah. I prayed so hard. I prayed days like god please help me make this decision and my grandmother came to my house and left from here to go to tobago and when i saw her i didn't know that she could bounce back she was very Mm. frail she almost fell over going up my stairs and the woman that i knew was even at 85 90 was strong just like going so i was scared yeah and she always said to me that i have to come back one day so then I'm going back and one of the young men in Tobago who actually came out, who's actually having respect, who's fighting for his rights, fighting for the rights of people, being visible 
was having a ball the same weekend. Wow. The first ball in Tobago ever. My sister Tabitha and her husband Lewis came with us. My fiance was like, I'm not letting you go back there by yourself. I have experiences on that island that are very, very, very uh, triggering for me. I was molested. I was raped. I, there, there were so many things. And so this was this support system. And, you know, my grandmother going, my mother going, everyone was going to be there. I knew, and you know how Caribbean people are. I knew they would say, you know what? This one ain't going to ever come back here. I had uncles that threatened me. And mm. for some reason in this, I just said to myself, I'm going to face it. I was like, God, I may never work in Hollywood again because I am doing something that people out there are going out hard every day, working for, praying for. Actors are dying to get roles. And here I am mm. blessed with this opportunity. And I have to make this choice. And when I got to Tobago, it was not what I expected. My people had opened up a bit. Mm. They were very respectful. They embraced my fiance. And when my grandmother walked into her party and she saw me, she grabbed me and she cried. And it was just a quick, brief moment. And she said, you came home. Oh my gosh. And she pulled herself together and went on with the party. And I saw my grandmother go back from that frail woman that I saw that scared me to being on her island and absorbing the energy of the earth and coming back to life and dancing at her party and enjoying it. There was something in me that was just so like, I was ready. I am giving up so much and I'm not going to leave this island unless I have faced and conquered everything that made me run. Mm. I saw my uncles at the party, the ones that said that if they ever saw me, I would never take another breath and stuff like that. And I saw him and he was with a cane. Mm. The other one with a cane could hardly stand. Mm -hmm. And in my heart, I saw family once again. Mm. The one that I really was fearful of was my uncle Leslie. Ever since I was younger, he would always tease me, make fun of me. So I was ready mm. for him. And when I saw him at the party, I saw a man that was falling asleep. I saw an older man. Mm. It was like, how could you have held this in your heart? so long. Mm -hmm. And what topped it was my aunt. So after the party is over and I'm like, okay, I'm there on the island. And my aunt sent a message with my cousin, the uncle that I was really afraid of. We want to see you. And it scared me still because I'm like, there's no way in heaven that these people are going to want to see me and hug me and hold me. I know this is going to be a battle. And again, I said to myself, I'm not going. And I lived in their house when my grandmother was working and she had to come away to the U.S. I lived with them, you know, so I was a part of that. Mm -hmm. And when she said she wanted to see me and please, if I could just find the time. And these women don't beg. You know, West Indian women, they don't beg for anything. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so last day, right, my flight was leaving at midnight and my little brother, Jay, said to me, he said, listen, it's not the same. He said, they love you. And I went and I got out of the car and I walked into the house and the nostalgia hit. And there was the part of the living room that you couldn't sit in. And this was this was so important to me <laughs> because there was always that part of the living room that you could not sit in. But when I walked into the house, it yes, was now yes. open. There was no yeah. plastic. There was no barrier. It was just open. And she came to me and my mm -hmm. auntie Pam, mm -hmm hugged me and she embraced me. 
And all the fears that I had were just like lifting from me. And then when she took me back to the bedrooms that I used to stay in and, and I even made a joke. I said, now you put burglar proof on. <laughs> I walked into the room and my uncle Leslie was laying on the bed and he reached up and he was like, come, come, Dominique, hug me. And I hugged him mm. and he saw my fiance and I was bold about it too. I was like, and this is my fiance. And he looked at him and he said, come here. Mm. And he hugged him too. And it was just this like, Wow. Wow. And we talked for a little bit and it was all laughs. They didn't try to scold me. My aunt was like, you made it. Look at what you did for yourself. Even in the midst of us telling you that you can't and mm-hmm. the animosity and stuff you face, you still made it. People look up to you. Mm. I was like, whoa. And my uncle Leslie was like, yes, and just held my hand. That man hardly used to touch people. And I left that house feeling so content. And so together, Mm. the worst thing you could do is let that anger and everything cloud you to the point that you are so stuck that you don't realize that these people have grown. Yes. Mm. So even though at times people talk about needing closure, sometimes that closure is not the ah. Sometimes that closure is saying, (laughs) yes, I am me. And I know what you have said about me or how you have felt about me. But this is me. And I am not fearful of you. And I didn't even have to say those things because what came across as I stood in front of them was, we miss you. How are you doing? Yeah. You really changed the game. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And if I didn't fight yeah. for it, I yeah. would have stood there being respectful of those that didn't comprehend, didn't understand. And that was another revelation too. I can't get mad at people, really. Yes, I can. But I have to practice self-control because mm-hmm. they don't know. It's ignorance. And when you match ignorance with arrogance, it's... Whew. That's a lethal combination right there. Put it on a magnet. For anyone who is listening to this and is currently going through the phase that Dominique's talking about that I have been through as well, where the people who are supposed to love you and protect you are making you feel like you are less than, that you are not enough because you are different and they can't comprehend who and what you are, that beautiful soul. Don't let it stop you from still growing in your shine. Because it does get better. Yes, yes, it does. Over time, it gets better. Yes. The hardest part, though, is the the kind of revenge syndrome. The way that we try to seek it. Because when you're in that space of someone telling you that you don't belong, that you shouldn't be, right? Mm -hmm. It is so traumatizing. And, you know, people use that word so freely now. And they don't understand that the trauma really sits deep. It stays with you for years. It's not something that you could just use to defend your arrogance or or something you can just use to defend your lack of growth, you know? Mm. That trauma can take us right off of our path and off of our journey because that child out there, that person out there that is fighting so hard to, to find space that they feel that they belong to, not that they have to fit into Mm. Yeah. In our society today, we constantly are forgetting 
that we are creating these boxes and saying that it's freedom and pulling people into them. Mm. Yeah. You have to be able to find that strength to not get misled by the trauma inflicted on you. This is really good language and vocabulary for people who don't have it, who are stuck at the dinner table and don't know what to say. So thank you so much. (laughs) I was just going to say, when you went back to Tobago, Mm -hmm. given all that people said to you and all that, did you feel like you belonged? So this is going to uh, (laughs) kind of be a bit controversial. Um, I don't look for acceptance. Mm -hmm. And so when I was there, I didn't look at it as they accepted me, even though others may have looked at it like that. I looked at it as they respected me. Mm. Now, the acceptance aspect comes, I believe, because you belong to a family. And so your family has to give you, especially when you are looking to these people who have taken care of you forever, you look to them for love, you look to them for guidance, and of course, you look to them for approval. So it's not that they have to approve you. Your family has to accept that you are a part of them. And that's their work. Yeah. That's not your work. So we walk around, we say, well, my family doesn't accept me. No, my family doesn't accept who I am. My family can't relate to who I am. They do not understand or comprehend, but I'm not looking for their acceptance. Mm. And as far as welcome, I felt extremely welcome. That was beyond, even at the airport, people coming up to me. And it was very different because one of the reasons that I got the help, well, there were a few reasons I got out of there. One was the priest. And the other was I saw a person that now I have the vocabulary for that I believe was trans. And the way that that person was treated, they couldn't get into a maxi taxi. They walked everywhere they had to go. They had to live under people's houses. Mm -hmm. People would help stones and stuff and not to hurt them because in Tobago, Mm -hmm. it was never like violent or anything like that. They held the stone not to hit them, but, you know, so you don't stay under their house or you don't come near them. Or something like that. And as a child, I saw this person and I knew from all along that it wasn't a matter of seeing a woman for me to emulate. It was a matter of seeing women and girls and saying, this is where I belong, you know? And so I would see this person and the way they were treated let me know that I would not have any kind of space on that island. Yeah, right. And then to go back, and to see people at the airport, you know, and there's no identification or language or presentation for being gay, but there is sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I walked into the airport, you know, a young gentleman walks up to me and he's like, mm-hmm, Miss Electra came home. <laughs> and I was taken aback. Wow. And, and, and then he was like, yes, he was like, Tobago is different. My aunt, she was like, listen, Dominique, when you come home, Yes, there are those that are still, you know, in their own way. She said, but home has changed. And then we were able to have that ball. So I get yeah. back to this whole thing of yeah. acceptance and respect. And we're walking around in society telling people we accept them from the sense of authority. You know, is you're walking up to me and you're mm. saying, oh, yeah. I like those pants. In other words, you're saying, oh, it's OK for you to wear them. You know, it's about your mannerism, your body language. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a way to say, oh, I really like those pants. They look good on you. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. We don't understand in our society how to compliment people. We always want to be an authority and don't understand what authority is. You have to have authority over yourself, mm. your language, mm. the way you speak to others. Mm. Yes. The way you conduct yourself in public, you know? I got to write this down. <laughs> it's true. So I don't do the acceptance thing because we're all human beings. We're all equal. And tolerance, huh, don't even mention that word to me. Because when you tell me about tolerating me, I just, I really look at you like you have two horns and, and have lost your, your God-given mind. Because for you to tell another human being that you tolerate them, like me, mm. Mm-hmm. You got to tolerate the rain because you have to drive yep. it, but it's there. <laughs> it's like a pinata of gems. <laughs> They're just falling They're from falling. this pinata. These gems. <laughs> pinata. And can I just say, what a moving, moving story to go back home. I'm so glad you did not do my show. Uh, well, I'm not, but... I- <laughs> this is so much better. I was like, do you accept her apology? Jeez, Michelle. (laughs) What I'm saying is, what a crossroads, right? Because you have come to America. You have, I mean, the fighting alone on so many levels. But then also the fighting that you have to do in Hollywood. I just think you're so powerful (laughs) and hilarious. And hilarious. And hilarious, by the way. Your sense of timing and humor, wow. Wait, you didn't even tell me how the ball was. Darling, all you had to do was ask. So in Tobago, Keelan had this amazing ball. Keelan Whitlock. Mm. I just think that he is a hero. And I said to him, I said, listen, you did what I couldn't do. I said, because you said, I am from here. I'm staying here. I am not going anywhere. And I ran to the U.S. But if I didn't run to the U.S., you couldn't have Electra. So good. Anyway, we're even. And (laughs) when you got up to the venue... It was the Mokojambi, a part of our culture, the people on stills. Mm-hmm. There was the red carpet, mm-hmm. the open bar. There was a pool, mm. the band. Okay. What? This was huge. It was a vibe. Here's the thing that was the most spectacular of all. The turnout. The people. Seeing people mm. of my culture, of that island, coming out to an event saying to themselves, we are going to a ball. Wow. And you know how Westernian people could turn their faces up and stuff like that, right? They will go to an event. They will sit there like... I know. I know. <laughs> no, it was so much joy. Mm-hmm. It was fun. We got toasted. My uncle Carl and Aunt Ruby were there. <laughs> Aunt Ruby? They were invited to the ball. Aunt Ruby... Well, Aunt Ruby is a fashionista. <laughs> what? Aunt Ruby is a designer, a fashionista. Okay. Like, at my grandmother's party, she walked in, she was wearing her blazer. Okay, yes. Aunt Ruby. She, yes, that's my aunt. Okay, Miss Ruby. <laughs> I have a few aunts like that. Total inspiration for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's my doll. So everyone was well-dressed and they walked the categories and there was so much harmony. And I'm looking at people, I'm like, you're from Tobago? And they're like, yes, this is everything. Wow. What really got to me was, I love my work, right? I love to put into my character and everything like that. But when people tell me that posts change their lives, Mm. it's still kind of bewildering to see that three years later, two years later, it's such a motivator, Mm -hmm. such inspiration for so many people. Yes. This is a little thing that my Trinidadian brothers and sisters might not get. Um, At the ball, you know, people came up to me and they're like, okay, make sure 
that whenever you talk, you let people know that you are from Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you let them know. Right. You were born in Tobago. It's a sister act. Okay. Tobagoians, we have dealt with that for a very, very long time. Let them know. Yes. Oh, of course. Because people say, they always say Trini, Trini, Trini. And we're like, we are, uh, you know. Right. So it's really fascinating to some people that, you know, and I didn't even look at it in this life, but it's fascinating to know that a little girl molested, you know, not having space on an island like Tobago came out here and followed my dreams. So I hope that from me, you know, from from this experience, because all of my castmates have amazing stories and stuff. But um, for me, I've always said, I want that person that's in that part of the world that may feel that it's so far removed, Mm -hmm. that may not see any, any space for them whatsoever to know that they can be. So a lot of times when I want to close these doors, Yes. And just not deal with yes. people because I love people. I just don't like them. Um, yeah. I, I, yes. I'm, I'm not here. I'm, Trust. You funny. I'm not here. <laughs> like when I watch Instagram and uh, TikTok sometimes, it disheartens me, especially when I see my own Black sisters and brothers engaging in this kind of warfare and we're going back and forth. We are killing each mm. other, you know? And people are sitting back and mm. watching that. You know, we are we yes. are claiming yes. to fight, but at times we are fighting to be as privileged as instead of to turn the tables and be as equal. And sometimes you don't want to be as equal. You want to change right. it totally, change the dinner settings, change the table, change the menu, because what was on the menu before was not working and cannot work. Dominique. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Can you announce your bid for presidency? No offense, <laughs> Joe Biden, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No offense, Joe Biden. So much. Yeah. Can you oh take gosh. Don Lemon's uh, place on CNN? No yes, offense, Don ahead. Lemon, but. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so this just feels like a trivial question after, again, all that. Um, the the important emotional TED talk that we just went down right now <laughs> that I, you know, I'm just. I'm I'm ready to do a whole ass sit up. We ask all our guests. <laughs> just kidding, not a whole ass one. We ask all our guests. Um, what's the most adult thing that you want to do for yourself this year that you haven't had time to do? Now, yeah. for me, I was like, I just said I want to get like a, a pedicure and a twenty minute massage on my feet. <laughs> Somebody had said to get a top sheet for their bed because it's just been all duvet. It could be a trip. It could it could be as big or as small as you want. What's the most adult thing? Most that, grown. Yes, yeah, yeah. that you haven't had time to do for yourself yet that you want to do this year. Well, um, here's the thing, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> what she gonna say? Okay, the most adult thing that I think I have done is organizing time for myself, you know, and not feeling guilty for it. Mm. You know, things have to be done. Yeah. Adulting is life. We have to do things that are going to help us through those tough times. Then those tough times can be just getting up out of bed, going to a job that you may not like. Yeah. You know? Amen. Yeah. 
to me, anytime I hear the word adult, it always comes with responsibility. And responsibility also means that I have mm. to be responsible for myself. And in being responsible for myself as an mm. adult, I should know, like I would tell a kid, you know, you have to go to bed at a certain time if you want to wake up at a certain time or there are going to be consequences. You're going to be tired that day. Yeah. So I know that without that pedicure yeah. or that manicure, right, or these nails done, right, <laughs> I'm going to be slightly distracted. So when I'm doing my books and my finances and stuff, I'm going to look at my hands and go, shoot, I need to get my nails done. Shoot. And then I'm going to miss that decimal point. So look at that. Mm. Look at that. Yeah. Adulting for me is being responsible with me. And that's it. Yeah. Oof. I accept the tough times. I accept that times I'm going to be a big old kid. Being an adult is not hard. It's just reality, right? They're difficult situations. Okay. Good Lord. Where's my tambourine? I didn't know we were going to church. Where it's is the basket? Donate. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. I see the Matrix now. Ooh. I see the Matrix. You just got to get it done. Get it done. Oh, my God. We walk around and we complain. And you know something, too? Be happy for everything you have. And when things don't make you happy, mm-hmm. what do you do? You find out why they're not making you happy. Get into that therapy. Ooh, 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 like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Do it. Talk to someone. The you know, they told me I was crazy for being in therapy. I look at them and say, you're crazy for not doing it. Have you heard yourself lately? Ooh. <laughs> That's true. Dominique, if I could just have you have a kiki <laughs> with me. Every afternoon, um, <laughs> I think I'd be whipping into shape in at least ten to fifteen years. Thank you so. We know how busy you so are. Great. We know how busy you are, and we appreciate every morsel that was dripped and dropped. Thank you so much, Dominique. This was so wonderful. Oh, this was wonderful for me too. Thank you so very much. Oh, what a great episode. Oh my gosh, Michelle, I feel like I just got up from the most refreshing nap of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, feels like I just got out of the hammock of of wellness there. She's amazing. You know, you see somebody just like, just pop on a screen and in a story, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And like in this situation that's like well lit and carefully curated and you think, okay, Mm. okay. But then you meet them one on one. And I, I'm just, you know, breathless. And it's not because my heart is full and my jeans are tight. It is because... The story. The story of the glory, man. Yes. Dominique contains multitudes. And to have a full heart like that and go around being the fighter that she is... While spreading joy and wisdom and also having joy herself. Yeah. Rare in this world. Yes. And I do believe there is more of it. We need to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. We need to stop using religion as a platform for hatred. Oh my gosh. We need to understand yeah. that we might not understand something and that's okay. We can learn about it still. Because the world was different even 10 years ago. But there's no reason for us to want to kill somebody because they're different. Yeah, of course. I was just touched by the fact that like through it all, what I observed was... The use of chosen family to come to terms with biological. Yeah. Whew. 
I was blown away. I, I mean, I, I, your boy kind of welled up a little bit here and there oh, during chills. this, during the course chills. of this. Rooted to you the future, chills. Um, you guys, just if you haven't seen Pose, what's wrong with you? Um, you can also buy her mem- memoir, Transsexual yes. from Tobago, if you want to hear more about her story, because there's more. Not Trinidad. Tobago. Not Trinidad, but Tobago. And I didn't even yes. know that Tobago had an airport. I didn't want to say that. Yo. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. She is special. She's dynamite. I can't wait to see what else she does. That was one of our most trenchant episodes ever. It that is. was deep. That was a Mariana's Trench. That was the bottom of the ocean, okay? Because <laughs> um, I'm sorry to nerd out and blurt out, but that's what I do when emotion is on the line. It just felt so good hearing that. Yeah. Yes. You guys... Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Love you. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Alex Chi. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Reis Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.